Hey, Into Picklers, welcome to week six of our podcast, Pickleball Therapy. Hope you're all doing well out there and staying safe. Hopefully getting a little bit of pickleball in uh, under safe conditions, uh, following all the guidelines and everything, but hopefully you're getting a little bit of play in. This week, what I want to talk about is I want to talk about mental toughness. I want to talk about some mental tips or some tips to improve your mental toughness when you're out there. First, we're going to talk about when you're down in a game and then when you're up in a game, because both times you need to keep your mental toughness together. Let's get into it. If you listen to our podcast, you've heard me speak about our online academy before. Right now, we're forming two classes. The first class we're putting together is called Get Past Four. The objective of this class is to help you get past four shots in every rally. Most pickleball rec games average less than four shots a rally. Extend your rallies past four shots on average and have a better game. If you're interested in finding out more, you can go to our website, intopickle.com, or you can email Lori, L-A-U-R-I-E, at intopickle.com. See you in class. Playing a tournament a couple years ago, uh, 5.0 men's uh, tournament, and we were playing our first match of the day. First game, first match, playing 2 out of 3 to 11. We were down, it was either 10-1 or 10-0. I'm not sure exactly which one, but most was 10-1. And so I told my partner, I said, let's just try and string some points together or, or or play some rallies a little bit longer, a little bit better pickleball. The idea wasn't to win the first game. The idea was simply to get some momentum, get some rhythm so that we can enter the second game. Uh, with some momentum on our side and hopefully take the second and third game. The idea of winning the first game there obviously is very difficult at 10-1 down to win that game. But, you know, that was so that wasn't really the plan. The plan was just work it and get some rhythm. So little by little, you know, we start playing some better rallies. We side them out, get a point in two, side them out again, get a couple of points, side them out again. And at the end of the day, uh, we ended up coming back in the first game 12-10, and then we took the second game pretty uh, handily. So, you know, the, the the reason why we're able to do that is because, you know, we were able to, you know, apply some of these concepts that I want to talk to you about today, uh, some of these mental toughness or keeping the mental, you know, your mental part of the game together during the uh, during the game. So when we talk about mental toughness or mental togetherness, what allowed us to, to come back from that type of uh, situation in a tournament uh, setting uh, you know, the first one is basically just play the next point, uh, the next rally. So, you know, you're going to play games where you're going to make mistakes. You're going to pop the ball up. Uh, the ball's going to hit the net, things like that. Uh, you just got to play the next point. You know, you know, even if you're down, say you're down, you know, 10-6 in a game or, or 9-6 or 10-6 in a game. Uh, you know, how do you fight back from that is you just take one point at a time and play the next point, the be- the next rally the best you can, the next rally the best you can. And hopefully at the end of the, uh, you know, once the dust is settled, you'll come out ahead or, or have fought a better uh, battle at the end. Uh, you know, so so keeping focus on the next point and the next point and just forgetting about the, the prior point or the prior rally is, is super important. Another tip I find helpful is to understand that you can only win one point at a time. A lot of times... Uh, partners of mine will say, uh, okay, let's get three points. So let's say the score is, uh, you know, uh, eight, nine, one, us serving. So the, the, my partner will say, okay, we need three points. I generally will kind of look at them and smile and go, how about let's get one point. Let's get one point. And then after that one, we'll try and get one more point, et cetera. Uh, it's just another way of thinking about it because when you start thinking about, okay, let's get three points, let's get four points, let's get two points. Obviously, that's un- unmanageable. You can't do it. There's no, uh, you know, sometimes I'll joke with my partner. I'll say, you know, if you got a three-point shot, I'll take it. Uh, but uh, there isn't one. So just next point. Let's win one more point. Let's win one more point and keep on building that way as opposed to trying to, you know, set us up, set ourselves up to win three points or four points because maybe we only win one point or two points. So then I guess we failed because we didn't get to the three points that we were trying to get to. So just, you know, try and do try and do it in a manageable way. That's a more helpful way, I think, of thinking about 
the next uh, step of the game to try to get to 11. Along the same lines, another tip that, uh, that has been helpful to me and I think to my partners when I'm playing with them is to set um, achievable goals. So let's say you're playing a game and you're down 2-8-1. So you're serving, your score is 2, your opponent has 8, and it's 2-8-1. You know, to say let's win or let's get to 8, I think is just, again, it seems like an insurmountable uh, thing to do. It just you can't climb that mountain. So instead of saying that, maybe tell your partner, hey, let's get, let's get a point. You know, let's just get to 3. Or you can set a target. You can say, well, hey, let's get to five. Let's see what happens. You know, let's see if we can get to five. Uh, so there you're making it a more manageable thing. Let's say we're playing down 4-9. So we're 4-9-1 or 4-9-2. And let's say we score a couple of points. Or now it's 6-9. I'll turn to my partner and I'll say something like, oh, let's get to seven. Seven will make it interesting. You know, 6-9, boring. 7-9, interesting. So again, what you're doing is you're setting up these goals that are more achievable, these kind of interim goals that are more achievable. And I think, you know, generally speaking, your brain will respond better to trying to achieve those kind of goals than to say, okay, the score is 6-9, I'm going to score five points and get to 11. That just becomes something that I think the brain just can't wrap itself around and, uh, and try and accomplish. Something that I find is fairly common on the pickleball courts, and it's common in every sport, but, you know, on the pickleball courts specifically that I find that's a, a fairly common is getting down on fluke plays so you'll be playing a, a game and it'll be a you know a tense game like you know tense in a good way like you know one of these you're at seven seven or six six or something like that and there'll be a fluke play the ball will hit the net and crawl over or the wind will gust up and move the ball out of your shot or something weird will happen an edge shot you know the, the part your opponent will hit the ball off the edge of the paddle and it'll go in for a winner and what happens is players really take that to heart they get very down on themselves they get very down on the game because of that kind of uh, event. And really, you have to put that out of your mind. You're not winning or losing games based on fluke shots. You're winning and losing games based on either playing good fundamental pickleball or not playing good fundamental pickleball. So what you have to focus on is focus on executing the fundamentals in your game, You know, executing the fundamentals of the next, uh, of the next stroke, the next uh, uh, rally, the next exchange. That's really what your focus needs to be, not on, oh my God, I can't believe the ball went off the edge of the paddle and they won that rally, they won that point. Because again, very rarely are you going to lose a game or win a game based on some sort of fluke play either in your favor or against you. A couple of other things to remember when you're down in a game that might help you in terms of fighting back or crawling back into the game is one is remember that you have a significant advantage as the return team. So it's very difficult to score points by the opponent. Your opponent as a serve team is going to have a hard time scoring points if you play a good return game. So just lock down your return game, focus on getting a nice deep return in there, getting up to the MBZ, locking it down, making it really difficult for your opponents to score. And, and just remembering that that allows you to extend the game. So every time that you side them out, obviously you extend the game and you get another chance to score. And so doing that over and over again will, will basically not only give you more opportunities, but it'll increase the pressure on your opponents as you start creeping in. Um, it'll basically, you know, put pressure on them. And that's the, 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 the last thing I want to say about being down is remember that if you're able to make a comeback, so if you're able to claw back little by little, so, you know, again, the score was like five, nine, let's say, and now it's six, nine, then seven, nine, what ends up happening is your opponents start getting nervous. They start getting tight. And so you want to use that to your advantage by basically extending points, extending rallies out as much as possible, and then making your opponents work as much as possible because they're going to be getting tighter and tighter as you get those additional points. Well, generally speaking, you know, if the score was 9-6 and I ask you who you want to be, you're going to pick the 9 side, not the 6 side. The disadvantage of being the 9 side is that when the other team starts to basically claw back into the game, then the 9 side gets a little tight. So, you know, if the score was 9-6 and now the score is 9-8, the 9 team starts to play differently and starts to get tight. 
So if you're the six team, remember that. So when you're down in a game, remember that you're down, but you're not yet out. Scoring that last point by the opponents is going to be difficult, and all you can do is try and win the next rally. What about when you're up in a game? You ever have a game where you're up, say, like 9-5 or 9-4 or something like that, and then next thing you know, you're walking to the sidelines and the other team won the game? What can you do to avoid that kind of a result? The main thing you can do there is it's the same thing, basically, as when you're down in a, in a game. It's just to remember to play the next rally. You have to focus on the next rally. What happens when you're up, especially when you're up big, so you're up like 9-2 or 10-3 or 10-4, something like that, is we have a mental letdown. Basically, the game is over. We're thinking about the next game. We're thinking about lunch or a phone call we have to make or something like that you just have to focus on the next rally it's almost like you have to ignore the score put the score out of your mind you're just going to play the next rally what helps me sometimes when i'm up in a game and say we're slipping a little bit so the other team's starting to make a comeback is to basically to remind myself and maybe tell my partner let's just play chapter one pickleball for a point or two basically let's just let's just hunker down let's play some chapter one pickleball and chapter one pickleball when i use that phrase basically means we're just going to, if we're on the serve team, obviously because we want to score a point, we're going to just execute a, a third shot the best we can. We're going to move up to the MBZ calmly. And then from there, we're going to execute you know, our, our strategy and hopefully win the next point and close out the game. What ends up happening is in addition to having you know, sometimes just mental letdowns and lack of focus is we'll start doing things that are uh, different. We'll start you know, trying different things or just hitting balls that don't make sense, uh, just kind of goofing off a little bit, which is fine you know, just to mess around. But if your objective is to close out that game, then what you want to do is you want to basically, okay, let's go back to chapter one pickleball. Let's refocus our, our energies on just playing a smart, fundamentally sound uh, point when we're on serve and getting that last point or two that we need to close out the game. One last point on mental toughness before we get into the riff today. The last thing on mental toughness is it's good to have mental togetherness and mental toughness when you're out on the court. But mental toughness and mental togetherness alone are not going to be a substitute for basic, fundamental, fundamentally sound pickleball. If you don't have the basics of pickleball down, if you're not playing good fundamental pickleball, you can be the strongest, most mentally tough player in the world, and you're still going to end up on the negative side of the game or losing the game. So you need to have both. You need to have mental togetherness and mental toughness, but you need to have fundamentals. And the, the, the sort of the flip side or the other way of looking at it is that having sound fundamentals will give you a great deal of confidence when you're out on the pickleball court, and that'll then give you mental toughness, meaning... If I know that I can execute these shots or execute you know, well on the pickleball court, maybe I just missed a couple of balls, but I know I can do better than that, I have confidence. If I have confidence, then I have mental toughness and better results. Stay tuned for the riff. I told you about our first class. Now I'll tell you about our second class. Second class is called Flawless Pickleball. Here we focus on some of the core strategies that you need to become the best pickleball player that you can be. If you're interested or for more information, Go to intopickle.com or email Lori, L-A-U-R-I-E, at intopickle.com. See you in class. This week's riff is kind of like a prelude to next week's program because it's such an important subject and, and such an important concept that I think pickleball players need to uh, embrace if you want to improve as a pickleball player that I wanted to uh, tease it this week and then next week we'll get into it more in detail. But basically, it's, it's, it's looking at pickleball or looking at your improvement as a pickleball player or your, or your play as a pickleball player as a process. What, too often, we look at results, so we become results-oriented. So we say, okay, if, the, if the, we won the rally, good shot. If we lost the rally, bad shot. When we teach it into pickle, we actually focus on things like good misses and, frankly, bad wins. So sometimes there are situations where you might win the rally, but if you won it poorly or won it badly 
that's not replicable. So you basically can't repeat that over and over again. Sometimes you'll have good misses. So you'll miss the shot, but you were trying to do the right thing or you're just a, you know, just a human error that happens. The difference between a bad winning shot and a good miss is that the bad winning shot is not something that is sustainable over time. Basically, bad winning shots, you know, miss hits and things like that or, or you know, winning uh, rallies out of the wrong position and stuff like that aren't going to be replicable over time and just are bad habits that, that get ingrained. What you want to do is you want to focus on the fundamentally sound game, the process, right? And then what you want to do is even if you miss some of those shots, understanding that you're trying to accomplish fundamentally sound pickleball, you know that over time you will basically improve and your results will follow suit. I may sound like a broken record, but I cannot stress enough the importance of process, a process approach to your pickleball improvement rather than a results driven approach. A friend of ours introduced me to a concept called outcome bias. If you want to Google that outcome bias and maybe the monkey experiment, it's pretty interesting to, to learn about that. Next week, I'll tell you more about the outcome bias and we'll talk more about process oriented uh, training and process oriented improvement in your game. It'll really help you improve as a pickleball player. See you all next week and stay safe out there.